Cover two. Welcome, everybody, to the Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my man, Hooman. How's it going today, Hooman? William, I am very excited. We just had our first weekend of football. Yes, football is back. It is only preseason, but it is football. Uh, It was pretty exciting just being able to watch football Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday. And then today on Sunday, we we just watched the Colts and the Panthers play. And, yeah, it's a little bit different. Teams are holding out their starters right now. But it is exciting to see the rookies getting involved, seeing what kind of involvement they have, how they look. And speaking of how they look, Will, are there any of the rookie quarterbacks that got you really excited? Well, just talking about the game today, you know, we had uh, uh, Sam Ellinger. He was throwing the ball around, uh, brought him back and won the game at the end. Eason also looked good for them. So, you know, the two of them will have a good battle as we go into week two or, you know, for some teams week three because they got to play that extra game. But it's going to be interesting to see who the Colts are going to go with and if they actually go for a veteran instead of these two young quarterbacks. Will, I I, I tossed you a a softball pitch baseball over the plate to hit out of the park, and uh, you brought up Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason. When we have Justin Fields... Showing up on the scene and reigniting the passion within every Chicago Bears fan that football is possibly coming back to Chicago. He looked amazing, Will. He just looked comfortable. He looked precise. He looked like he had a good understanding of the offense. He was able to, when he got under pressure, he was sliding out of the pocket. I I think Justin Fields looked the part. He actually looked a little bit more comfortable playing this weekend than Lawrence did. Well, definitely. I mean, Lawrence was, uh, you know, his offensive line was not helping him out at all, that's for sure. But we, we talked about this with uh, Justin Fields, that he was the most ready quarterback, we thought, because of his, you know, his games that he had in college. And, you know, his type of game really works well. It's like that Mitch Trubisky-esque, but I think he looks and feels and makes the part so much better with his throws, especially. And then, like you said, his smoothness, smoothness in the pocket. And, of course, when he just took off for that first touchdown. Will, I, I can't believe you've done it, man. Uh, in the matter of the first five minutes of our podcast this week, you have managed to completely piss off the entire Chicago Bear fandom. That's one of the oldest franchises in NFL history. And... The first offense was you didn't even mention Justin Fields. You mentioned Sam Ellinger. And then, to top it off, you just compared him to Mitchell Trubisky. And I think every single Chicago Bear fan is going to be sending you some form of hate mail. So watch out. Well, listen, I was going to go Rex Grossman, but I decided to go Trubisky because it's the most recent. Bears fans, please remember who who is the one making the comments here. Um, it's not me. It's Will. Well, let's let's keep going. Some of the, some of the running backs that you saw. What did you, who who impressed you in Week One? Well, I'm not going to say necessarily impressed. I've been hyping up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire this off season, saying he's going to have his bounce back this year. And I'm not going to hit the alarms just yet. Well, I'm not going to hit the panic button just yet. However, Jarek McKinnon. I wasn't even sure he would have a significant role in the Chiefs offense. And 
it's maybe too, way too early to start reading into the tea leaves, but he looked pretty solid. And if he can be someone that gets some volume in that offense, he's someone that you could probably get for free at the end of a draft. We also got to be cautious. We know that Jarek McKinnon has, you know, a massive history of injury problems. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to think yet with this Kansas City backfield. I want to keep sticking with Clyde Edwards-Lair, but I would be lying if I said I wasn't a slight bit concerned seeing McKinnon involved. Yeah, and I mean, I agree with you there in that, you know, he could be taking those touches. I don't think he's a Kareem Hunt, a Kareem Hunt in that uh, Cleveland offense. Um, definitely not. But he definitely could take those third down, passing downs possibly. And then, of course, he might be, you know, rolling in a little bit, maybe taking some snipe touchdowns. So that is a worry. But like you said, it's still Clyde's ball. It's still his team. It's still his um, three downs, I feel like, right now. But McKinnon is making that progress. Somebody that's making progress because people are going out is Marquez Callaway in uh, New Orleans. You know, with the Michael Thomas situation a little bit shaky. Issue for Callaway, obviously, is who's going to throw him the ball. Because we all know that if, if Thomas isn't there, the number one is Kamara. And then maybe now it's Callaway without... Uh, anybody else there so um, do you think that they're going to start you know Jameis or do you think they're going to start Hill right now well they started the first game with Hill and I think that's I don't know if Sean Payton is ready to really commit to that so I think that's going to be something that's going to be very difficult to prognosticate going forward with all the players I, I think Kamara is very safe and this was we actually have we have we've got our first mailbag discussion question this week on our show and one of the questions I'll go ahead and spoil right now, we're not going to actually get into it since we're going to talk about now, was how can I trust Kamara this year? Can I trust Kamara this year? And I can. Uh, I think with Thomas being out, all that's going to do is increase the value of Kamara. It's going to increase his usage. and I don't think it'll, it's going to negatively affect him. I think the small sample size we saw of Kamara without Breeze with Taysom Hill, yeah, it did skew a little bit. But that was without really preparing for that absence. I think we've had a whole off season here. Kamara's clearly, clearly needs to get the ball in his hands. So I don't think Peyton's going to have an issue doing that this year. And I think you can draft Kamara as highly as you want in the round and still feel safe about it. And now I wanted to talk to you before we get into our draft about Trey Lance. What did you think about Trey Lance's uh, debut? I think he popped. I think he looked great. He's got, he showed off that arm of his on one big play where he rolled to his left threw across his body to the right. Uh, it was, what was it? Maybe 40 yards ish. He looked good. He had a couple other plays where he made some really direct passes over the middle. He looked comfortable in the offense. I I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm surprised and I might be wrong. I think it's way too early to tell, but I was pretty low on Trey Lance definitely thought Justin Fields was a better choice over him or would have been a better choice over him. So it's looking like, you know, this is a nice crop of running or I'm sorry, not running backs of quarterbacks that we have coming up into the league this year, because with Lawrence and Wilson and Lance and Fields and even Mac Jones, Mac Jones didn't have a statistically amazing game, but he was efficient. His pass completion percentage was high he looked pretty comfortable throwing the ball around and he looked a lot better wearing the number 10 as opposed to number 50 
Well, definitely. So let's let's get started with the draft. Where are we drafting? Well, before the draft, Will, we still got our one mailbag question. Oh. We only, we only uh, talked about one of them. Uh, and this was from one of our Instagram followers. This was a question over on Instagram from Adi B. Uh, Adi B asks us, hey, we would like to know what you guys think as the Cover 2 podcast. Who are some of the best defenses to draft this year? Not a lot of shows that I listen to are talking about defensives and defenses that we can draft. So can you guys give us a couple good suggestions? Well, there's a good reason that a lot of shows aren't talking about defenses because personally, I don't put priority on drafting a defense. I put my priority on the skill positions, loading up on those. I will take a defense in the last round if I have to. Sometimes I may even pass on that. But in my opinion, this season, this year, some of those sought-after defenses that you should be going after if that's what you want to put a focus on. And if your league has special scoring where you're getting advanced bonuses for um, defensive, for sacks or interceptions or shutouts, then you, by all means, target them. And that would be, for, for me, the Washington football team, the L.A. Rams, and the Miami Dolphins. Those are my top three. Will, you got any? Uh, well, I'm with you with the Rams. I also think the Bucks, because of the the league that they're in and not knowing is this far the Saints, who's going to be the quarterback there. Um, and they brought everybody back. Um, so those are my top two right now. I like those. I like those. Okay, so uh, let's take a look at the draft here. We are going to do another co-op draft where we are working together from one draft position. Uh, and, Will, what spot did we get this time? We are going to be drafting at the sixth spot. Right smack dab in the middle. Um, probably one of my least favorite positions to be drafting from. But this is great that we're going to be able to do this so that we can give the listeners a good idea of what to expect if they do end up in that spot. And again, we are doing a 12-team snake draft, full point PPR. Uh, we've got a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex and a six-man bench. And we're going to go ahead and get the draft started now. I'm interested to see if we get a choice of Kamara after talking about, about how much we don't know. And we Holy do. Holy crap, and we did. <laughs> wow, Will, what perfect timing. So, oddly enough, Barkley goes first, then McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, and I feel like this is going to be just an auto-select here. Am I right? I mean, I think that he is definitely the best one. You know, like we said before, what are we going to do? Is, is Who's going to start a quarterback? But I agree with you that he is the most dynamic guy on this list, other than probably Christian McCaffrey, because McCaffrey's more set in stone in the offense. For me, it's McCaffrey, Cook, and Kamara far and away. Um, I The fact that he did drop to us on an episode where we were just, we had a, a listener question about Kamara. I think nothing is going to stand by what we've said more so than just taking him here. And it's, it's an extreme value for the sixth overall pick. So we go ahead and take Kamara. And then after that, uh, Jonathan Taylor, kill in the eighth spot first wide receiver he goes right ahead of travis kelsey zeke aaron jones Devonte adams joe mixon austin eckler patrick mahomes dk metcalf naji harris who is moving up on adp and then stefan diggs and before you can even say it will i know what we're probably thinking is we've got a couple wide receivers we can look at right definitely and you know we we, we always talked about the guy in uh, Chicago, now that he might have a quarterback, um, an Allen Robinson senior, what are you thinking? 
Oh, I to me, standing out right away is a guy that has the potential to be the wide receiver number one overall. And we've talked about him. Now that Julio Jones is gone, it is Calvin Ridley's world in Atlanta. And I do like that, you know, being the number one and not knowing, you know, you know the number two in Russell Gage, but really he is that guy. Yeah, absolutely. So we do have, and let's take a second here. We can take the stab at Kittle here um, because he will probably go before the second round ends. Waller would be amazing if we can get in the third round, but I don't know if he'll make it back to us. So let's talk that through. For me, I would rather have Waller than Kittle. So I'm okay with taking the number one receiver, number one running back, and hopefully getting a number one tight end when we get to that spot. So what we have available right now, and this is where we can kind of talk about our tier-based rankings. On the board, we've got guys like Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who we just talked about. That's all that I would even really consider taking here in this position is one of those four guys. And they're, for me, in much lower tier than where I have Calvin Ridley. I've got Calvin Ridley in my top tier of wide receivers. So this is where I would play the game of, hey, I can get a tier one wide receiver based on my rankings as opposed to like a tier three or tier four running back. What are your thoughts? No, I agree. See, for me, I I really am a big fan uh, with that offense and DeAndre Hopkins. So I actually have Hopkins at my fourth best and I have Ridley in my fifth best receiver. So those are my two tiers. I understand your debate here and i'm fine with going with ridley for this pick yeah the only only thing that separates me between hopkins and ridley is when i was sitting there statting them out and thinking about the wide receiver rankings hopkins we know is amazing the talent's there he's got a great quarterback throwing him the ball but my concern is there's a lot more on arizona you've got yeah you've got aj green coming in they did draft a wide receiver They've got Chase Edmonds. They've got James Conner. You've got Kyler Murray's feet. There are a lot more opportunities for Arizona to score. Whereas with Atlanta, I don't really have a whole lot. They did draft Kyle Pitts, but he hasn't proven himself in the NFL. Calvin Ridley has not scored less than seven touchdowns since entering the league. When Julio Jones hasn't been in the game, he's averaging, an ins- he's averaging over 20 fantasy points a game. So that's what indicates to me that Calvin Ridley is going to have that next level breakout season this year where he has that potential to be the number one wide receiver. So let's go with him. All right. So let's tee up Calvin Ridley and let's keep our fingers crossed that Darren Waller makes his way back to us in the mid third round. So there goes Ridley Hopkins goes off the board right then. Then Justin Jefferson Kittle, uh, AJ Brown, Deandre Swift, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire leads off. The um, third round, I got excited. (laughs) Oh, man, this draft is really going our way. Keenan Allen goes the second pick of the third round. Then we had a run on running backs, thankfully, because that left us our guy. We had Gibson, Dobbins, and then Josh Jacobs gets taken right ahead of us. And we actually have a choice here, Will. We've got Waller, the baller, on the board. And we do have some good receivers. We have the guy that you were talking about possibly taking in the last round with Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin. Or uh, let's take a look at the running backs. I see Carson Montgomery, who I'm kind of a fan of. And I also want to give you some props. You had last week talked about 
Damian Williams being involved in the Chicago Bear offense. And while I know David Montgomery did not was not active in the preseason game, but Damian Williams was, you know, the guy in this first preseason game. So props to you, Will, for for sniffing that out. So I don't know if that makes me a little bit less high on Montgomery, but I think we're both leaning probably the same way here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, again, you know, we talked about getting the number one on your board each time. And for us, if we can get and take care of that tight end position now, we don't have to worry about it later on. I agree with you. There are some great wide receivers there, but they will be plenty um, afterwards. And I am i don't care about the running backs that are up here right now. If they fall to us, great. We'll take a Carson or a, um, a Montgomery in the fourth round if they're there. Yeah, I think we can make up in the fourth and fifth round with running backs. And then, you know, we could still you and I have talked about over the last couple of mock drafts, guys in the mid rounds for wide receivers that are going to be able to bring back great value, like a Robbie Anderson, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett's ADP is dropping for some reason. Or it's pretty low this season. So if we can take a Tyler Lockett and a Robbie Anderson later in this draft and pair them with Calvin Ridley, we are set. So is that the pick for this one here, Will? Yeah, we're going to take Waller. All right, so there goes Waller. Uh, after that, here in the third round to end the third round, we had Jones, Julio Jones, Terry McLaurin, Miles Sanders, Mike Evans. There goes Chris Carson and then Josh Allen to end the, end the third round. Starting off the fourth round, Allen Robinson. That's kind of lower for his ADP. I've been expecting him to go early, mid, third round. Then Kyler Murray, then Kyle Pitts, uh, then DJ Moore. Then we lost David Montgomery. That would have been a nice pick to be able to get there. And then Chris Godwin. And now we are back on the board. And what are your thoughts? So I'm looking at um, wide receiver first. Um, I know that running back is very important, but I want to look wide receiver first. And the two that I'm standing out to me are Robert Woods and CeeDee Lamb. Those are the two that are really standing out to me on the, the wide receiver side. Running back side, I guess it would be Edmonds and Gaskin. Edmonds wasn't taken yet. So I think that's probably the two, the four that I'm looking at. Yeah, our, our running back board is hurting a little bit. Uh, I think there was a massive running backs in these first three rounds to where we are going to be left scrambling a little bit. I think we can get some value later with like David Johnson and Damian Harris, who that's someone who really popped out to me while I was watching the Patriots game. Damian Harris looked outstanding. And I think those are two guys that will get lots of volume this year. And I think are pretty safe guys to put behind Alvin Kamara that we can get later. We are looking at wide receiver. I am in love with CD lamb here. If we can get him. And I think he was high up on your list, right? Yes. He's my, he's my number 13 as far as it goes with my, uh, wide receivers, but he's basically the number one right now on my board. So it's going to look like if we take CD Lamb here, we are still going to have a shot at Tyler Lockett in the mid-fifth round. Would we feel comfortable going wide receiver, wide receiver, and then dealing with running back in the sixth and seventh? It, it just depends. I mean, the only two running backs that I would take early on in this fifth round or as we go forward, let's say, in, in the sixth round is probably – a Gaskin, really probably more Edmonds. I think Edmonds is probably the only one that I would care about going into this because I trust that offense more. Over someone like Damien Harris? Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with you that Damien Harris is a number one just like the other guys, and he doesn't have a lot of people behind him sharing. 
However, the Patriots have shown you many times that people like James White are going to take away a lot of his time. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so this is something that is a situation that happens when you do deviate from going running back, running back, or getting two running backs in the first three rounds. While I'm very happy with the players that we have in the first three picks, our pickings at running back are pretty slim right now. James Robinson is someone that could be a little bit tempting if he's there available, but are we set on going wide receiver here then? I think so. I think we got to go with value. All right, so C.D. Lamb it is. And then we had Travis Etienne, Lamar Jackson, Amari Cooper, Daryl Henderson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase leads off the fifth round. Miles Gaskin is gone. Robert Woods gets picked. Then we lose out on Kareem Hunt. And Mark Andrews is taken right before us. So Tyler Lockett is still on the board. James Robinson's still on the board. I'm not sure how I feel about James Robinson. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan still of James Robinson just because as we've seen, you know, ETN is getting a lot of the praise, a lot of the time at camp. I don't know why, it just feels like James Robinson's almost a stepchild in that offense. And even though he's much better, I think, than Travis ETN, I just don't think they're gonna use him as much. Yeah, so looking ahead, um, if we do go with Lockett here. We're probably going to lose out on Mike Davis. We'll probably lose out on Chase Edmonds. Is that what we want to do? I mean, with I think that we might have to go running back here because I do think that the way that this draft is going, the teams that are behind us, I would say that probably one of them, I would say only probably one of them are going to go wide receiver based upon the board. Now, obviously, it's sleeper and things go crazy. But I do think that they're going to value Devontae Smith higher, even with his injury. And you could see a Kenny Galladay as well. So um, I think that he's probably the third, maybe even the fourth wide receiver coming off the board. So I'd rather take a risk and, and leave him and go get a running back now. So you'd rather give away the value of Tyler Lockett I just don't see a running back worth it right now that I'd rather. So I'm, I'm thinking of this as, okay, let's say we're week two into the season. Would I trade the running back that we're going to draft for Tyler Lockett or vice versa? I mean, my thing with Tyler Lockett is he's, he's a, an amazing receiver. And if we got him, then yes, of course we would be done with wide receivers for a couple of rounds. But there are so many other wide receivers other than Lockett if we do miss on him. So yeah, so. That, I do see that too because I do see Brandon Ayuk down there, Deontay Johnson. Then I mean, then we're talking about getting a little bit more thin, and we still like I talked about earlier, Robbie Anderson. We can get later also. But who's the running back that you would lean towards here? I'd say Emmons because I think that they're going to rely on him more this season. And I think that he, with the passing game, he's going to be the better option. So what about this situation? Mike Davis or Chase Edmonds? You know me. I'm, I'm, I'm big on Mike Davis. However, I've, I've been seeing Mike Davis go later on in rounds, and it keeps telling me that when we get to this point, that wide receiver running back, you have to go with your number one choice. So maybe you want to go with Tyler Lockett here and wait for a Mike Davis or uh, a Javante Williams. Okay, so this is where we just got to decide what we value more right now. What tier do we have 
Tyler Lockett in, what tier would we have a Chase Edmonds in? Where do you have Chase Edmonds in right now? Chase Edmonds is in my, as far as running backs, my fifth tier. He's my middle of my fifth tier, and that's my 17th running back. And where do you have Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett is in my fifth tier as well, but he's my 22nd wide receiver. So you're pretty low on Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I mean, I have uh, Galladay. Obviously, Galladay got hurt, but I have Galladay as ahead of him as the only one that hasn't been chosen yet. But there's been a lot of wide receivers got off the board. Okay, so I do I do see the ceiling for Tyler Lockett being a lot higher, but I see his floor being pretty high. I see Tyler Lockett's floor being a wide receiver too. So right at the wide receiver 24 position. Chase Edmonds worries me a little bit just because of James Conner. I don't think Chase Edmonds is going to be a goal line running back. I think he, they've shown that in his career that he's been taken out on the goal line. And I got a feeling that's what they brought James Conner in for. So if we do go running back here, I think I would feel more comfortable with Mike Davis if that's where we want to go. If not, if we decide wide receiver, then I'm a fan of Tyler Lockett. Well, then let's go Tyler Lockett because I feel like Mike Davis is somebody that will still be there. Okay. So this was my pick, and you will get this pick in the sixth round here. So Galladay goes, then Ayuk, Russell Wilson. Uh, then we had Deontay Johnson, TJ Hawkinson and Michael Thomas rounding out the fifth round. Starting the sixth round, Juju Smith, Schuster, Adam Thielen, Javante Williams, James Robinson, Justin Herbert, and Odell Beckham Jr. And then we are up. Well, I know what you're feeling, and you know we're definitely going to take a running back here. Um, sometimes I might take Edmonds here over, but I, I still love Mike Davis, and I think you should take him here. All right, so we did get the guy, and you were right. Davis did drop down and did Edmonds, and you'd prefer, you you do want Davis over Edmonds? Yeah, take Davis. Okay, so there goes Mike Davis. Then we there goes Dak Prescott, Noah Fant, Aaron Rodgers, Leonard Fournette, DJ Chark going kind of high, a little bit higher than I've seen him go. Claypool, Devontae Smith, Higgins lead off the seventh round, then Jalen Waddell and Cortland Sutton. And you can actually get, Chase Edmonds now too. And I mean the only the only thing for me is either Edmonds or David Johnson. Here's what I'm thinking. I like David Johnson. I think David Johnson's going to be a volume player in that Houston offense with Tyrod Taylor. David Johnson is a three-down back. As long as he doesn't get hurt, he's going to have volume. I'm not saying they're going to be an awesome offense. But his volume will be there. We know the Texans will be down. We know they'll be playing from behind. So that means, and that's what David Johnson specializes in, the dump-off passes, the third-down passes to the running back. So I think there's great value in David Johnson. So what I'm eyeballing is our quarterback with Tom Brady sitting there. He We will not have another chance at him. So it's either... I was going to say Tom, the same thing. Okay, so... We have a chance to take Tom Brady here in the seventh round because we won't get another shot at him. He will be gone before our eighth round pick comes around. And we could get Jalen Hurts or someone else that we find a value, maybe even a Ryan Tannehill in the ninth round. Do we sacrifice Edmonds, wait and see if we can get someone like David Johnson and Damian Harris or go with Tom Brady? I think that with the question marks of the other quarterbacks that we talked about, I'd rather go with Tom Brady here. Absolutely. I think he's he may not have 
as great of a season, but I think he's going to actually have a better season. Um, if Even if he has a similar season, we get extreme value here, but I think he can be one of the top three quarterbacks this year in fantasy um, with a full off season under his belt. We really saw him hit his stride in the second half of the season. So for me, he's the easy choice here, and I'm glad that you agree. So we take Brady, then Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, and Ronald Jones round out the seventh round. Starting the eighth round, we've got Dallas Goddard, Trey Sermon, Robbie Anderson, who I was hoping would fall to us, then Michael Carter, LaVisca Chenault, and then Mike Gesicki right before our pick. So what are you thinking here, Will? A Curtis Samuel, and then Brandon Cooks. I do like Brandon Cooks. I like his ability to get some volume. Let's take a look at what we have here. So far, we've got two running backs. We've got Kamara and Mike Davis. We've got three wide receivers with Ridley, CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Lockett, and we've got a tight end, Darren Waller, and we have our quarterback in Tom Brady. I don't know. I, I think we might lose out on one of David Johnson or Damian Harris by the time our pick comes back in the ninth round. So I'm a little bit worried about that just to make sure we get a third running back because I do still see some value at wide receiver, especially if you're talking about someone like Curtis Samuel. I think he'll definitely be around in the ninth round. I have a shot at Antonio Brown and stacking him with Brady. Uh, not even that Brown, Antonio Brown would be our starter, but if he does, in fact, have a similar entire season as he had in the small sample from when he joined the Bucks, we'd be getting some great value in the ninth round also. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and, and I agree with you looking at, at the tiers, the, uh, my tiers. You know, you got to take a number one running back, a starter, you know, number one, and the only number one I see is David Johnson, so I think maybe we should go with that. Yeah, I think he's got that number one upside. I like him more than Damian Harris because, like you said, we know that New England offense does, even if they do have a home run hitter, and if Damian Harris is that guy, we know they still – We'll bring in James White and rotate around just because that's what Belichick likes to do. So let's go with David Johnson here and see what happens. And then your guy, Brandon Cooks, goes off the board. Then Kenyon Drake, Will Fuller, Trevor Lawrence, and James Conner round out the eighth round. Then start off the ninth, we've got Joe Burrow, Jarvis Landry, then Damian Harris. I was hoping he would have made it back to us also. Then Matthew Stafford and Jalen Hurts, and we are back up. Well, I'm... I'm looking at a couple of different people, more more wide receiver than running back. What are you looking at? I'm I'm kind of focusing on wide receiver as well. Um I the running backs that are available, I don't see. I mean, we have heard good things about Zach Moss in training camp. That's something we could actually consider here because if he is the guy in Buffalo, having him as our fourth running back could be a really good thing. So that's the only running back I would really consider in this location because he could be a steal here. Wide receiver, I'm talking about, I'm thinking about, like I mentioned in the last round, was Antonio Brown. I do see Corey Davis still available. What are your thoughts? You said his name already. Corey Davis, another one of those guys that's a number one. He looked actually pretty good yesterday in that Jets game. So um, I think out of the two, I understand the putting him with Brady kind of thing, but I, I actually like Corey Davis more in this position. Okay, and you would want a Zach Wilson receiver over Tom Brady? Listen, I understand what you're saying. I do, but there is a lot of mouse to feed in Tampa, and so I, that's why I'm going with the guy that's going to get the ball the most. All right, that's fair. 
fair argument. Corey Davis is our pick here. And then Ryan Tannehill goes, Rob Gronkowski, Robert Tunyon, uh, Tyler Boyd, Antonio Brown, and Hollywood Brown round out the ninth round. Starting the 10th round, we got a run on tight ends here. Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby, Irv Smith, then Michael Pittman, Curtis Samuel almost made it back to us, and then A.J. Dillon. So we are sitting here with three running backs, with Kamara, Mike Davis, David Johnson, four receivers in Ridley, Lamb, Lockett, and Corey Davis, and then Darren Waller at tight end, Tom Brady at quarterback. And if we could find depth at running back, I think that would be pretty good here. And our guy that we were talking about in the last round, Zach Moss, is still on the board. Yeah, and, you know, we also can start looking um, down the line, obviously, at our handcuffs of who we need to have and really the only handcuff i see i mean there really isn't one maybe looking at a handcuff at somebody else's team like a pollard or somebody in um in in the new york giants who was who's the backup in the giants again uh we got two guys we got clement Corey clement and Devonte booker my if we're going to do something like that, I would w- rather wait till the 13th round take Latavius Murray because he's going to have some standalone value with Michael Thomas being out and Camaro probably being split out wide in the slot position. And that gives us our handcuff for Camaro. Gotcha. Well, you, you're liking Zach Moss here? Yeah, I think the value for Zach Moss here, I have not been targeting any Buffalo running backs, but this past week, camp reports were saying that Zach Moss has gotten a firm grasp of the offense has become the clear number one and they feel hopeful that he can be the third down back this year or three down back this year so taking a 10th round flyer on someone that can be a starting running back on a pretty high powered offense we know the the goal line carries are probably going to go to josh allen uh at the goal line but we may get some built-in value with zach moss there so Go ahead with Zach Moss with the pick. Then we have Rashad Bateman. Then Devin Singletary. Deshaun Watson, Mike Williams, Darnell Mooney going in the 10th round. Remember when we were just doing our mocks, he was the 12th, 11th round guy. He's already up to the 10th round now. It's crazy. Starting off our 11th round, we got Michael Gallup, Naeem Hines, Elijah Moore, who I would have loved at our next pick. T.Y. Hilton, and then Hunter Henry, and we are back up. And what are you thinking, Will? Well, I'm looking at a, a couple different people, and especially, as you said, in the uh, wide receiver. We talked about one of the guys today in, in Marquez Callaway. I think that we have a little bit of time to take him. Somebody that was impressing in camp this week was Deshaun Jackson, and that speed um, in, for the Rams, which is, which is big. Uh, we've got Lazard. We've got Cobb, of course, not both of them being there. And then we got the guy that I'm really looking at, which you talked about a little bit, and that would be A.J. Green. A.J. Green is having a great season so far, and so I really like him in that offense. Okay, I like I like what you're thinking, because I'm thinking wide receiver also. I'm going to talk about someone that you and I have been talking about, and that's Russell Gage. We were already planning on taking Latavius Murray in the 13th round to handcuff Alvin Kamara and also get that built-in value Thomas is going to be out for quite some time. We think Kamara is going to be used in the slot position sometimes. And, you know, Latavius Murray can be used at the running back. Uh, But it does handcuff Kamara for us. And now we know Russell Gage will be taking the actual Calvin Ridley role 
that now has been vacated because Calvin Ridley is now the Julio Jones. So we know that Russell Gage will have some standalone value in case he does get injured that will have someone that not only has standalone value, but will slot right in to take that spot. True, true. I also want to bring attention to one guy that I've been talking about um, that's there and is the number one, and that's Nelson Aguilar as well. Nelson Aguilar is a tough one for me because I just wary of having Cam Newton as the quarterback of a player that I we can get in a position here that could either bring value or can be a total bust. I hear you. The only thing that I worry about is, like you said, taking a backup or somebody that's on that team that we have to kind of play both of them in one week when there's bye weeks, and we're relying on that Atlanta offense to to be amazing and as well, Mike Davis as well. So that's three Falcons. Well, let me ask you this. In the past, not necessarily last year, but the year before that, would you have been happy starting Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones? I would not have. I would have probably had one or the other. Well, I'm not saying would you be happy to do it, but would you have been happy in hindsight having done it with their stats? I hear what you're saying. I mean, I guess the problem was is that, of course, Jones could have been in the field. But, yes, if they were both on the field at the same time during the season, they had a couple games where they did. They had amazing games, but I would be nervous the entire time in the game. So I don't know if I could my nerves would let me actually do it. Well, and I think with our draft strategy where we did go pretty heavy uh, with wide receiver early with Ridley, Lamb, and Lockett, we're not looking at starting gauge unless there's a reason that we need to because we have a running back that's out of the flex or something like that. But I get what you're saying. Aguilar is someone that I think that we could probably get in the next round. Um, where I think Russell Gage is someone we could probably get in the next round too, but we do have a long wait coming, so we could lose out on either guy. Uh, let's talk about maybe Henry Ruggs. What do you think about him over maybe Gage or Aguilar? Well, he's very explosive. He's had some some big big games as far as you know big plays, and of course he's had a couple drops uh, the last couple of seasons. I mean, if we're going to go between those those three and you're down on, on Aguilar in this round, I think I'd rather go with with Ruggs and him possibly being the number one. He should be the number one, but we also have, of course, Waller there. We know Waller's the number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a tough, this is a toss-up, man. I'm going to let you go ahead and make the pick on this one then. Well, I mean, if it was up to me, I'd go with a guy that we don't have, and that would be Nelson. But Okay. Then we're going with Nelson Aguilar. So we got Aguilar, then Baker Mayfield, Gus Edwards, Henry Ruggs, Justin Fields enters the conversation. Wow. Uh, one awesome showing, and he, there he goes. Then we have Nicole Hardman and Tony Pollard ending the 11th round. Starting the 12th round, Devontae Parker, Trey Lance. Dang it, Russell Gage. Then we had Matt Ryan, Jonu Smith, and Adam Troutman. So oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we are back on the board. I was hoping he would sneak to us, but he didn't. And he did not drop to us. So this is where we got to start thinking, can we wait to get Latavius Murray? Or is there someone else that we would rather take in this spot? I think that if we're looking at our handcuffs, I think that there's, I think Latavius Murray is probably the, the better choice. The only two that I see that, I might take above him is probably either Jamal Williams or Alexander Madison just because Cook's been hurt a lot in the past. But 
you know, Jamal Williams could be the starter over Swift. It's a possibility. Um, but I'm fine with taking Murray here just to be safe. Yeah, I think taking Murray is the safest option here. I, I would consider Jamal Williams having some standalone value here. I wouldn't take Madison at all uh, unless I was the Cook owner. If I was the Cook owner, I would definitely be taking Alexander Madison here. But we've got Kamara, and I think having some standalone value with Murray and then also ensuring our number one pick with Latavius Murray is probably the best option here. So we're going to go ahead and go with Latavius Murray. Uh, then we had Philip Lindsay, then went Jamal Williams, Marvin Jones, which I think you were hoping would end up coming to us in the late in the 13th round. And then two tight ends end the 12th round with Gerald Everett, Evan Ingram. And then to start off the 13th round, we had Kenny Gainwell, J.D. McKissick, Jared Cook, Rondale Moore, Cole Beasley, and we are up with the very last pick. I'm going to make an argument for two players here, uh, one of which is a rookie out of USC, Amon Ron Sate Brown, who may be the best pass catcher in Detroit. And I know we have Jared Goff there. We do have TJ Hawkinson, so let me rephrase that, the best wide receiver in Detroit. But he has been really standing out in camp, and he, to me, is an electric wide receiver. So he's the guy that I would probably take the stab at here with that 13th pick to just see how he looks in the first couple games. If he is going to be a part of that offense, you got a great value out of him. If not, you can cut him and try to go after one of the waiver wire darlings. If not him, then same idea, but with Gabe Davis. We know what Gabriel Davis has been capable of with that high-powered Buffalo offense. Uh, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is more of a wild card where he could be a lottery ticket here in that 13th pick. I trust you on this pick then. Okay, so we'll go with Amon Ross St. Brown as our last pick. Draft closes out with Jalen Rager, Kirk Cousins, Alexander Madison, Chuba Hubbard, Devontae Booker, and Tua. So if we take a look at our final team here running back we've got Kamara, mike davis david johnson zach moss latavius murray wide receiver we've got ridley cd lamb tyler lockett Corey davis nelson aguilar and amon Ra st brown tight end we've got darren waller and at quarterback we've got tom brady what do you think well i do think that we had a good draft it was solid in that we have you know i think the top three positions are all solid number ones Personally, I think that I need to stop loving Darren Waller so much. I feel like we both do, and and I think it does and could screw up your draft in that way because you can get somebody that could be as good as Darren Waller but maybe set your draft up a little bit better because I feel like our running backs are pretty low even though we did get three starters. Yeah, what, what I'm looking at here is that I kind of think the same thing where we could have gotten TJ Hawkinson later in the fifth, like in the fifth round, or maybe even, you know, gone for like a Robert Tunyon later to where we could have increased value. Cause I think we did get hurt in the running back department. Love Camara. I like Mike Davis. I don't like him as our, as our second running, as our running back too. That's what worries me there. I do like David Johnson as a running back three. So I think that's, a pretty solid pick there, but I would have rather, let's see who else we could have gotten. If we had not taken Waller, we could have maybe taken a Car Chris Carson or even done a solid at wide receiver and had a Terry McLaurin or Mike Evans. 
and then maybe taking that running back in the in the fourth round where we could have gotten maybe a David Montgomery or a Daryl Henderson. So it could have changed the landscape of us a little bit, but I love that that's the point you brought up that these three tight ends at the top are amazing. We love them, but sometimes it hurts to love them because you do sacrifice a value also. So finding maybe that tight end that can break out and be close to that, those higher tiers is a good idea to kind of check into, especially if you're sitting in the middle of the draft like we, we saw tonight. Yeah, and I do think that the problem is the middle of the draft now, it's kind of spread out. There used to be a lot more wide receivers being taken early on, and so the Najee Harris's of the world were falling later in the draft. Even Mixon was falling around this position just early on uh, in this preseason. And those, I think that if I looked at that and Ridley, even though he's a number one, I might go with those one of those two because I feel like I would secure that running back uh, position. But I do think this team is very solid because it does have a good quarterback. It has the one of the best tight ends. It's got a great running back as far as number one. The issue is just depth. Yeah, we are definitely struggling on depth. The, definitely in the running back department. I think that's where our team does struggle a little bit, and we'd be relying mostly on volume with uh, Mike Davis and David Johnson. And we would be kind of hoping that Zach Moss is the guy that pans out. I don't like having him on the roster, but he is someone that could be hit or miss. So we could see what would happen there. Well, as we get forward and and closer to September, as far as being, you know, week one, uh, we are excited to give you some more information. So keep continuing with those questions. You can hit us up and watch us always on Spotify, Google Play, of course, Apple Podcasts. Where can they get us at Instagram, Human? Will, they can find us on Instagram at Cover2FantasyFootball. That's Cover2, the number, Fantasy Football. Please send us any questions you have. We had a couple great questions tonight from one of our users on there, or followers on there, and we look forward to hearing from you guys also. And always check us out on YouTube. And like always, Cover2. Cover two.